Hi, how are you? Hope you're good. It's Guy here. Welcome to another episode of Creative Forces. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you're having as good a time um, as I've just been having the last couple of days. I've just, it's the end now. I'm recording this at the end of the second hottest day ever uh, in February here in the UK. <laughs> Uh, yesterday it was the uh, the hottest briefly and then it was uh, the sec it was the hottest again today so it's been amazing and so i've been walking around manchester uh, with no coat on uh, for the second day running in february which is pretty unheard of so it's been pretty special here hope it's been good uh, wherever you are um this episode uh, i speak to celine fleming now she's a singer songwriter from bradford uh, and after starting out singing in competitions as a teenager, she's gone on to sing on countless sessions for all sorts of artists and producers, including the Norwegian duo Stargate. And she's also fronted funk and soul bands like the Brand New Heavies, the New Master Sounds and the Fantastics. Uh, it's been a real privilege for me to interview her. One of my favourite songs ever It's called Turn This Thing Around uh, by the New Master Sounds and Celine Fleming, which is where I was really keen to speak to her. I love her voice. She's brilliant on that song and she's been brilliant in her career since. And in this honest and really funny interview, you can hear how a chance meeting at the age of 15 made Celine believe that a career in music might be possible. Uh, you can also hear which hugely successful girl group audition she thinks she may well have turned down um, in the 90s and why she temporarily reinvented herself mid-career. So how did it all, you know, get started for you in terms of the music? Who, what was the... Was it always there from a young age, the yeah, singing? Yeah, very much so. Well, did you grow up in a, a musical household? Yeah, my mum was constantly playing records. Records. Right, yeah. <laughs> R-E-C-O-R-D-S. <laughs> what, what were her favourites then? George Benson, reggae, right. um, Connie Francis, all kinds, all kinds. Rock, pop, reggae, mm. soul, yeah. And where was this then? Where where did you grow up? In Bradford. Okay. Yeah. West Yorkshire. What was life like in Bradford then? Um It was good. It was it was interesting. Um nothing much really went on in Bradford. Right. Unfortunately. Um can't really say much about it really. I mean it's a it's a great little place, but I moved to London in 2009. Right, okay. So I spent most of my time in Leeds. Right, That's where okay. I spent most of my time. That's where all the music was. Okay. And so what was the... When did you first start? Were you just always singing from a young age, that kind of thing? Or did yes, you... Yes. Yeah. Hairbrushes. <laughs> anything I could get my hands on in front of the mirror. Okay. Yeah, smash hits, showing my age. <laughs> used to take all the lyrics from smash hits and they were just plastered all over my walls. And who was it that you loved then at that time? I'm actually thinking now, the um, lyrics that were on the wall, um, there was Nina Cherry. Yeah. There was even things, I don't know if I should say this, but they were up there. <laughs> Not knocking them, obviously. Um, Jason Donovan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kylie. Um, all, all kinds. I just loved reading lyrics. I wanted to know what they were writing. Right, okay. Why they were making these big hits and how. So did you have your eye from an early age on trying to be a professional? Or did yeah. you did you see it as a an option at that time, or was it more um, just something you enjoyed? No, something I enjoyed when I was very young. No, it was just something yeah. that I knew that I loved. And at what point did you start to think, right, this is what I want to try and do with myself? That was when I met a lady called Maureen, and I was hanging out um, on the streets with some of my friends. And then she pulled up, it sounds really, um, it sounds a bit crazy this, but she pulled up in a white van with a guy and she shouted at us and she was like, hey, girls, girls, come over here. Oh my God, what have we done? Right. <laughs> anyway, we approached the, the van and we were saying, hello, you know? And she said, do you want to come to a youth centre? Right. <sighs> so we were a little bit, oh, not too, not too sure about this, but we eventually went anyway. You know, I know it sounds a little bit silly, but we did go that particular night. I was like 15 years old. Right. Um, and we went to this youth centre. There was a DJ booth. There was um, microphones, little um, dance floor. It was fantastic. And I just started to sing. And she thought it was great. Right. Yeah. 
Did you speak to your parents or anything before no, you went I didn't. to this? No, I didn't. No, you all just bundled into we the van. We bundled. Yes, very dangerous. <laughs> if any um, children are listening, <laughs> very. But yeah, it turned out. It turned out. So well. was she, she did show running, us some kind of ID. Yeah, but so was she running this youth centre? She that, was running the youth right. centre. Yeah, and yeah, she and she was just going around, around driving around. Right. Yeah. And so, did you then start spending loads of time there? Or? I spent loads of time there. Yeah, yeah. And right. she got me into some competitions. Right. Yeah. So she, it was almost. It was Maureen. A lot down to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was down to her, I'd say, really. Right. And so, what do you think she saw in you at that point then? That. I think she assumed because we were just, you know, hanging on the streets. Because that's what, you know, well, back then anyway, that's what you used to do. You mm. know, I used to sing. I used to be singing on, you know, on the streets with my friends right. after school. You just hang out, you know. <coughs> and, um, she, yeah, once we went to the, the youth centre, she saw that I could sing. Mm. So what were the competitions then that you were going for? What the first one was in London. Right. It was such a long time ago. I can't really remember, but it was a. <laughs> it was on some TV program. Right. And I came second. Amazing. I was only fifteen. Yeah. So yeah. it was at that point then that you started to think, okay, there might yes. be something in this. Because then she knew other people and she knew studios, and then I met this guy called Steve Long. Right. Who was a DJ. Right. And he was looking to form band. And I was going to be the lead singer. And there was um, a rapper called Lizard. Yeah, Lizard. And this was in, gosh, 1996, maybe? Mm. Maybe 97? Gosh, it's got to have been before then. Anyway, um, <laughs> and we recorded covers of... Um, Big songs like Do You Love Me? Do You Love Me? Yeah. But with a rag of twist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the that was the vibe. It so was, uh... that was the vibe. And at the time I was like, oh, it's a foot in the door, I suppose, but it wasn't yeah. really it wasn't really my bag, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we recorded in some big studios, you know, back then. Yeah. And we had label interest. Um, but it, it eventually, I mean, it just it simmered and then it just died. Yeah. Yeah. And but so, at 15, it was a yeah. great experience. Yeah. And that was it a paying gig or was it more of a... Not really. No. We did a couple of PAs, um, miming. I wasn't miming and Lizard wasn't miming, but it was, all the backing was miming. I see, yeah. So, yeah. But it was a very good experience. So were there other... Sort oh, of we released a record. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. That was my first record. And it was called Reggae Christmas. Reggae Christmas, yes, amazing. Yes, it was. Was it a cover or was that an original? Uh... It was a cover. Okay. Yeah, and the B-side was <laughs> um, <laughs> was Saturday Night Ragger. Right. Was it Saturday Night? Yeah, Saturday Night Ragger. And it was a cover version of Wigfield's oh, yeah. Saturday Night. Nice. You remember okay. that? I do. Um, the word's not nice, but yes, it, that was interesting. <laughs> and I can't remember the studio. It was somewhere in Sheffield. It was gigantic this studio it was unbelievable mm. and we were there for 24 hours right. solid <laughs> recording it was great it was great that must have been a satisfying moment to get your first single it to was see it. yeah yeah but as i say the the, the songs weren't really me um yeah. but experience again so were there other things going on at the same time as in were you looking at working were you working in, did you have like day jobs and stuff while you were doing no, this? No, not or? 15, 16. No. no. So do you still... I mean, I was still at school. Yeah. But after school then, I mean, did you... After school. Were you doing... As in when you finished school, did you go on to do... To work before... I did. The singing took up... Like became a, yeah, a proper thing. Yeah. Because I actually doing? wanted to do psychology. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you wanted to do sort of academically. That's what I was... That's what I was thinking about doing. Yeah. Or being a psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah. What, what was... So I got all the books from the library and then... But gigs started coming in. They were like 30 quid. Yeah. 50 quid. You know, but I preferred doing doing that. Right. You know, because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So what was drawing you to the psychology, do you think? Just the way people's minds work. <laughs> I wanted to delve a little bit deeper. Even at that age, yeah. And you thought... Did you still think at that stage that that's probably what you'd end up doing? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the helping singing, people. Yeah, the singing would be something that you could do on the side if you like. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, I've thought about that over the years, actually. Yeah. Um, but particularly with Zara now, my little three-year-old, mm. it's I've got a lot to do as it is. There's yeah. no way I could do all of it. No. I just don't think I could. So how far down the line did you get with the sort of <clears throat> psychology, the studying or the... Trying Past to... page three. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so not that far. In terms they were of... long pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I read a lot. Yeah. And then I joined a course, mm. but the first day I couldn't attend. I right. thought I'd t- attend the second day and yeah, just faded. So the music was too. just, the it was really, that was what was happening. That's always drawn me back in from yeah. anything else. Right. Yeah. You think, right, I'm going to have a have a break and I, I don't know, maybe do a course or something like that. Then a tour will come up or, mm. you know, something interesting to record. Yeah. There's always so something. Kept pulling you back. Yeah. What were the sort of 30, 50 quid gigs then at that point, then the, the oh, early ones? Oh, gosh. Um, I can't even remember what the band's name was, but I remember having a Budweiser. Right. When I was, sorry, mother. <laughs> when I was about 16, 17, and yeah. I should not have had that. Right. I couldn't remember the words <laughs> for this one particular song. I think it was at the time. Um, don't you worry about a thing, right? In fact, I'm quite, I'm quite certain. Yeah, and I felt extremely embarrassed, but I don't think the the crowd noticed. To be honest, but okay. I felt inside. I thought, I feel really drunk. Why did I do this? And I think I had that drink because I was a little bit, a little bit nervous, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> so was this around sort of pubs and clubs in Leeds? Yeah. 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 And so what was that like? That you know, what were those sort of small crowds? Yeah. Rowdy nights not in really. pubs, or was it no, pretty chill? Not rowdy, out? really. Right. They did. They did listen. Yeah. 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 And so when did that? Did that? Is, it, is this around this time then that you? Because the new Master Sounds is the song that uh, the, the band that I know most of your stuff with. Well, the the song "Turn This Thing Around" is a real favourite of mine, which you know I've uh, played in bands as well as a cover version. But what, how did you get involved with those guys? in the first place or, or what led up to you getting involved with those guys yep so performing in Leeds um, we used to play the hi-fi the wardrobe mm. and I met a wonderful guy called Cleve Freckleton so you probably know Cleve too right I've heard the name yeah amazing voice he was on the new Master Sounds record too that's right that's where I know the name and I was performing with him and he knew Eddie and Simon and they were looking for a female singer so um, so Cleve invited me down and I wrote the song very quickly. Right. <laughs> yeah, on a bit of paper, and um, Keb Darge was there, saying, whatever you do, don't say yeah. <laughs> I hate beep, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you just had a thing that... Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't help but say it, it's can you? Hard, isn't it? Particularly in a song as well, there's always a yeah, yeah. or something somewhere. <laughs> um, so... I did, but I said, um, there's got to be one yeah, because every time I was singing this particular line, mm. I had to put a yeah on the end. And so, yeah, it was there. And he said, I'll let you have this one. Just one. Just one, because it sounds so good. <laughs> That's a terrible accent, isn't it? <laughs> it's good. Sorry, Kev. I'm, I'm imagining it. It, it sounds great to me. <laughs> so how old were you then when you did that? I think I was 18. Right. I think. Yeah. Maybe because, 19, right. but around, around that, so yeah. So pretty young, though, to be writing a, you know, your own song and then, obviously, they'd done the music, but writing the song, writing the lyrics and then belting yeah. it out. So yeah. It's a pretty powerful performance as well. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it is, yeah. How many takes did you do of that? I don't think there was that many. Right. Um, one, two. It's a great, it's a great record. Yeah. And so that, oh, that took on a bit of a life of its own, didn't it? That did it pretty did, well. It did, yeah. Yeah. And did that then lead to other stuff, really? Is that what? Sort of. We started to tour. Mm. Um, we went to Belgium, gigs um, around the UK. I can't remember where else. Um, we did a couple of European gigs. And I think what was happening was there was me and Cleve. We were the singers. Um, it, it was Eddie's band. Yeah. It's, you know, it's quite apparent, you know, that it's obviously there's Pete Shandon and Simon and mm. they're a collective, but he's the main man yeah. and i think we were taking a little bit of attention away i, th- I think that's what that's what it was and yeah. then that's when they became an instrumental band fine yeah yeah okay so it sort of burned brightly for a little while 
It did, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Again, it was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, we were sending me and my manager at the time, <clears throat> excuse me, Rocco Bonvino. He was sending tapes out, mm. tapes <laughs> <laughs> to everywhere, just all little demo tapes. And I got a really good break mm. um, with a company called Stargate. Mm. And they, they're situated in Norway. They're in America now. And they were doing really well. Big producers. Mm. They do like Rihanna, um, Katy Perry, all those types. So they've, they've written some massive hits. This yeah. is recently. They've, they've done all this, well, within the last 10 years, probably. Um, and I started working with those, those guys as a session singer, mm. which, was, which was great. I was with them for about two years. Right. And then when it came to signing, um, unfortunately, the management, um, who, who I had at the time, they had some personal problems and right. they couldn't look after me anymore. So then right. I was left with just a lawyer right. to deal with uh, my runnings. Okay. And they were demanding more money and more money. And, and basically, I think it was Telstar, actually, that said, look, we just, we just can't do this. This is the contract. You know, you either sign it or... Right. And so what happened? And the, the lawyer said, you just can't sign this. It's not enough. Right. So I didn't sign it. Right. I was so young. So what do you... Reflecting back on that now, how do you feel about that? What do you think? <laughs> Do you think you should have signed it? Hundred percent. Even if I got shelled for six months, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, at that age, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's going to be an experience, and I probably would have gone on to do, <clears throat> excuse me, more things. And they did cut a record, and right. they did put the video out. You know, so. So was it that the lawyer was basically trying to do the, what was right in their eyes for you because they thought you weren't getting market value? Yes. But actually, it probably wasn't. In retrospect, you don't think it was the right decision? No, not at all. But they waited for me for for a good while. Right. I've, I've still got the contract in there, <laughs> my little box of tricks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Un, still unsigned. <laughs> still unsigned. I wonder if I could actually give them it back. Can I, can I sign it now? <laughs> yeah, 20 years on. What do you think? Does the company still do exist? Do I still look the same? <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> what, did you, what did your mum think at this stage? You know, was she... Were they, you know, was she more like, oh, you encouraging for you to try and be a professional singer or did she, was she encouraging you to try and go down the safer route of... No, she was very encouraging. Yeah. And my dad as well. But there were some things that I didn't want to do. I didn't think it was my, it was my bag. Right. So, I, again, I, I mean, one particular time there was a demo because I used to get demos sent as well because mm. there was label interest, but they would try to get the right song for me. And I got tapes in and I didn't like the song. Right. And I'm not 100% sure, I can't really remember, but I think it was tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. P possibly. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it was for an audition for a girl band. Right. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like it. Right. So we put that one to the side. So I'm not 100% saying it was the Spice Girls, no. but um, I think it was. Right. Yeah. So that was another kind of, yeah. Uh, not, it's not a mistake. Nothing's a mistake. No. You well, know, and that's the thing, so. when you get it's things really like this, not. you've no idea, have you? Yeah, you've no idea. Because I was looking at big ballads. That's what I was, that's what I was going to do. Right. That's what you wanted to do. That's what it? I wanted to do were, you know... Big ballads. Who was the inspiration for that then? Who were the the ones? I loved that... Mariah. Right. Whitney. Yeah. So they were the they were the the sort of benchmark you were looking at. Or the, yeah. The, for, the inspiration for the types the, of songs. The inspiration, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all the feedback I was getting from the labels was you've got to go down down this route, and the way that I looked at that time as well, and mm. they thought that'd be, you know, the perfect. S kind of avenue so you were getting me. these different offers or things were put in front of you and one of them you think was the, the unbelievable isn't it what, I, I could mean, have been how, scary spice <laughs> so how do you think about it now then when you think <laughs> would you have would you have liked that do you think if, if, you know thinking just hypothetically, hypothetically. If you'd said yes yeah you know what back then yes i would have had a great time yeah. regardless of of what it was because it's great pop music yeah you know, but when you're that age and you're looking for something in particular yeah. and labels have told you to 
go down this particular route mm. and you're happy with that route you yeah. know to <clears throat> to divert to something um more no you can't say pop it because it's, it's all pop and you can't, you can't say that either <laughs> <laughs> more spice girls ish it yeah. was just like oh well well no and it was a demo yeah. it was a demo you know it wasn't as catchy as what that that record is but it's interesting isn't it you know for i think for any musician singer you know there is that whole sort of uh clash if you like isn't there between going for stuff like that that is just pure purely about selling records yeah or stuff that's more true to yourself yeah and it's a it's you know it's, it's a, a fine it's line a, it's been a a clash for musicians and singers for decades, hasn't it? So yeah. and it's hard to to know what the right thing to do is at any one time, I guess, you know, when when you're presented with that choice. Yeah. And and obviously you don't know how successful or not it's going to be. Exactly. So it could yeah. have fallen on its face. Yeah. And you'd have then been sort of embarrassed yeah. about it. I might not have got it, yeah, you know, exactly. but at least if I'd have gone for the audi- audition, mm. you know, I might have found out what it was all about. <laughs> But I guess yeah, instead like of crying these... in my pillow <laughs> every night for twenty years, <laughs> did you ever feel like oh you know you wish that you'd done it? No, no, no. You can't it, think like there's that. There's no, there's nothing to gain. I guess is there's, there from... no, no. I've had a good time. Yeah, having a good time. So yeah. <laughs> 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 but what about just back to your mum and dad for a minute? Were they yeah. were they musical in terms of? Yeah, I know you said your mum listened to loads of music, but were they involved no. in the industry at all? What did they do? <laughs> um, my dad um, worked with Pistons, right? And my mum was um, she worked in a care home. My mum's done lots of different jobs, many many different jobs. She's yeah. told us over the years, <laughs> putting eyes in dolls' heads, right. anything just to 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 get by. Yeah. You know, and support the family. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you say they were both encouraging at this point then oh, to, for you to go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been nice to have that support. Yeah. And they used to go mad with me sometimes because my manager at the time, Rocco, said, Celine won't do this and Celine doesn't like this and I'm trying my best, <laughs> but she's driving me crazy. I've also got those letters. <laughs> <laughs> so is this because... You were you were sticking to what you wanted to do rather than anything else. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, were you getting that? You know, you, you said you wanted to do the sort of big ballads. Was that was that coming to you at that stage? Was were there opportunities to do that? Yeah, there were some um, ballads, but some of the they were fantastic songs. I'm just trying to think of "Time Is a Healer." Oh, yeah. Time is a healer, and. What was the amazing singer call? We might have to come back on this. Um, <laughs> she died of um, of cancer and she got um, really famous after she died. Right. I'm not sure. Oh, Eva Cassidy. Okay, right. Right. So I recorded that song. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't quite right. It wasn't um, poppy enough, mm. you know, back then. So they were saying. Um, then Eva Cassidy... Recorded it. <laughs> yeah. And then it did what it did. Yeah, after she passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was one of the opportunities to do that. but Yeah, but it was... that To them, even to the label, it wasn't... It wasn't commercial enough. Nothing was right. commercial enough. So the songs I was getting, I wasn't getting songs that were given to Mariah Carey. Yeah. I was getting songs that Mariah Carey didn't want. Yeah, sure. You know, that that type of thing. So they were never kind of really yeah. cutting it. They were only... Um, they were used as like um, like a demo for me just to climb a little bit higher or get more noticed. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a tool... Um, for me. And so did you do your own album at that point? No. No. This was so you were singing with other people really? Yeah. 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 I was doing a lot of sessions and that yeah. was with EMI, yeah. Sony, Pia. Yeah. All that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. And then you did a lot of work with ended up doing stuff with the brand new heavies, didn't you? Yeah. How did that come about? Much later. That yeah. was only that was two thousand and what were you now? 
2015. Okay, so that was oh much gosh, more recent. Yeah, yeah that's recent, yeah. 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 So how did that come about? That came about... Simon apparently heard me at Caparina, which mm. was this great little place. All the musicians, all the musicians, all the musicians, <laughs> all the musicians used to, <laughs> all the musicians, all the musicians, stop it, I can't say it now. All the musicians uh, used to go there after their gigs, right. you know, or if they didn't have a gig, mm. they go to Caparina and that was in Highgate and I lived down the road. And it was Nick Van Gelder's um, 50th birthday and Simon was there. I didn't even see Simon that day. Yeah. And he was like, who's that singing? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Then apparently they were going to call me after Dawn mm. and Jan left. And then somebody, who I'm not going to say, <laughs> um, said that I probably wouldn't want to do it. Right. Which is not the case. So they didn't call me right. instead of calling me, right. you know, and asking me directly. So um, they had a couple of other singers. They had quite a few singers, I think, by the time I was permanently there for hmm. for a while. Um, and what was I saying? What was I saying? About the brand new heavies. The, no, I know that bit. The, they asked you. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. And then, anyway, so Simon called me and yeah. he said, will you come and sing with the heavies? I yeah. said, yeah. So rehearsed, gig straight away. I think it was like a week later, something like that. And yeah, it was good. It was good for about a year. Right. Yeah. And, and then, then after that, just a few things kept creeping in that yeah. I wasn't happy about. Um, politics, just politics. And it just it faded out, really. Mm. It's yeah. tough being in a band a lot of the time, is it? There's always it politics. Is. There's always yeah, particularly when that's not your band yeah. and you're entering something. So when you're entering something like that, band, they're pretty established as well. They're, yeah, they're established, so you've got to be yourself, yeah. but you've also got to try and retain who they are. Hmm. You know, so it's kind of it wasn't unnerving really though because. I, I just love what I do and I've got to be myself. I can't pretend yeah. to be anyone else. Because if you go in <clears throat> with that attitude, you there's, there's, I don't think there's any point. Yeah. Because it's never going to be right. No. So as long as you are yourself and you do what you do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Have there been times when you haven't done that that you've Oh, lots. In the, when I was younger, yeah. Yeah. So, oh gosh, I don't, maybe I should sing like this many times, many demos, because my voice is so big. Mm. Even when I worked with Stargate, for example, they they didn't want that voice. They didn't want the soul voice because mm. soul in pop, you know, mm. it rarely really works. You know, for big for big records, they wanted more of an R and B. I'm not an R and B singer. No. And you know, I haven't I haven't got that vibe and particularly all that um <clears throat> the, the melisma that's wonderful and that's to be able to do that what's that melisma is that all that all that kind of stuff which is it's magic it's wonderful but i don't have that naturally you know and i can do it i can do yeah. you know that type of thing but that r&b like a shanty at the time things like that um shanty more mm. um all those types of artists that's the sound that they really wanted so every time i went into power mode they were like no 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 you know just bring it back again and to bring it back is not being me yeah yeah you know you can bring it back and be soft but you still have to have your tone so my tone completely changed so the demos that i was doing back then started to be more you know <laughs> you know instead of oh yeah they were like oh yeah, yeah. oh and they were weak yeah so you were toning it down i to was try and, i toned it way too they to were try weak and the sound they wanted. to try and get the sound yeah. that they wanted you know so it's tough isn't it, it is. <laughs> it's because... i'm talking about it thinking wow i've gone through a lot really yeah. you know with with labels and all kinds of things and is it, it feels, I mean, you know, I've not been in your position, but it sounds like and it seems like to me that singers get sort of pigeonholed into one category. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it's either the sound of the moment or it's not or, you know, labels yeah. want someone singing that style or not. And they find it very difficult to move you around out of that. Is yeah. that have you have you found that you feel in? I think so. Even now, um, people think that I've just got this big voice, and mm. I haven't. 
you know, some of the the songs that I've done for for library, for instance, they've been on some movies, yeah. commercials, all that type of thing. They're very soft. Mm. You wouldn't even think it was me, <laughs> you know. But that's for that's writing for something else. Yeah, that's not singing for me, you know, for the record that I want to sing mm. sing on, you know, or write. But yeah. yeah, yeah, you get pigeonholed. Yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> happened in the end with the label? And you were talking about. So you were doing the. You know, you're getting the sort of the ballad stuff that were oh, the right. opportunities to do that. But Telstar. What happened with Telstar in the end then? Did you, or is that? They just, they they had to let me go. Right. Because of the contract. How long was the contract for then? Was that, was it for a certain amount of time? Or? It was for, I, th- I think it was, it's funny, I should probably get it. It's, it doesn't state exactly. There's, there's nothing in cement in there, they could have got rid of me at any time, I for see. example, or I could have been with them for a thousand years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if they, they could have tied you in if they, they wanted have tied, to. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a funny old contract. So I, I do get it. I do understand. I mean, I could still be with them now. Right. You know, sorry, I'm jangling away That's with my right. angles. <laughs> um, so what happened? It, did, when did that come to a close then with them? What? I started in 98 with those guys, actually. Right. It was Stargate 98. Yeah. Right. And that was with D Flex, amazing rapper. Right. He was great. <laughs> he always had his body out with his pecs, <laughs> you know. But even then, I didn't know who to be, really. Yeah. Because the labels were saying, okay, you know, because I always had my legs out and I was super slim and looked a particular way. Mm. But I wanted to go, <laughs> and I couldn't. Yeah. I had to be like smooth and, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it was a funny old journey, but it was good old times at fantastic times i was yeah. always in norway right always in the studio why was norway the best i've ever been in that's where they're from i see okay like stargate so i that's get you're right. originally from right so you were recording a lot out there and yeah and gigging out there as well or Only just a few. when right. when the labels started coming over yeah 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 so what was that was that a good experience going oh, over it was to fantastic norway? it was brilliant i used to sing in a room imagine um like a little ant <laughs> seriously right. in the middle of a sink right. that's how big that room was I, I'm not even exaggerating it wow. was unbelievable <laughs> you know and I used to sing in there um, the equipment they had was just unreal mm. and when it snowed it was just beautiful and I the bet. snow was up to your waist <laughs> you know and that's not actually a lot because I'm only five foot four. But <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. But it was deep, yeah. Yeah, no, it was fab. It was good. I don't regret any of that. No. no so what, yeah, so when did it come to a close then with Two th- About 2000 then, right. maybe 2000, okay. 2001 maybe. So did that feel like, you know, losing, well, not losing, but stopping with the label, having that label support, did that feel like... No, a, that hurt. Yeah. I will definitely admit, it definitely hurt, Yeah. Because I just thought, oh my God, I've been with them for ages and mm. my manager's gone, you know, what am I going to do now? You know? And so how did you sort of, how did you deal with that then? Well, I was with the Master Sounds as well at right. that time, wasn't I? So they loved the record, yeah. but it was a thousand miles away from what they were doing because they yeah. were just producing, you know, pop. They produced Blue's first album, Mystique, yeah. Hearsay, all of those things. So all of that was going on at that time. Yeah. You know, and I came in with, you know, this record, <laughs> turn this thing around. I mean, it was just something that I was doing. It wasn't anything to do with them, yeah. but they absolutely loved it because they, they love that type of stuff as well. But their aim is to, you know, yeah, pure pop route. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, did you ever, you know, think about stopping when, because when you lost the label contract or did you, did it? Did that ever enter the, your mind, or was it more a case a li- of? Yeah, a little bit. To be honest, it did. Yeah, yeah. Because I just thought I need to find a, a new manager now, yeah. and because of what happened with the other managers, I, I don't really want one. Mm. You know, so all these the, the, and what happened with the lawyer? It's like I can't trust a lawyer. I can't trust yeah. the manager. Like, who am I supposed to trust? So I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure what music I want to do now either. Mm. And I, I kind of don't know where my voice lies anymore. <laughs> so I started to demo yeah. for um, Atlantic. Oh yeah. So I was doing a lot with them, um, but still not with my voice. Yeah. So how did you go about then finding a new manager and all that kind of stuff? When was my next manager? Oh my gosh! Um, in two thousand and six, seven, I was with the best producer. Right. For me, 
I couldn't believe I had found this guy. He was called Barry Gledon. Right. And he was unbelievable. And he was Pete Shan's friend. Okay. So there was a demo that I did at home. That's when I first started recording at home. Um, I can't remember what the program was. Um, anyway, so I went with Pete to go and meet um, Barry. Mm. And he had the little studio at the bottom of his house. And he was just sat there playing guitar. And I looked at him, I thought, this is the one. Do you know when you just have this feeling? Where was this, by the way? In the... Um, somewhere near Osset in right. Wakefield. In Wakefield, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I, I can't remember. In Yorkshire, though, basically. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in Yorkshire, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, in Yorkshire. So I had these demos and he'd heard them because Pete had passed them on and he loved them. Hmm. But Barry was sick of not quite making it either. It was kind of, they're great, but we need to have an edge with this stuff. Hmm. So we started from scratch and then... We um, came up with a name. It was Sweet Susie. Right. And it was pop metal. Okay. So I could sing. Yeah. You could give it everything. I could give it everything. And at that time, I was rebelling as well. So my hair was completely cut off. Right. I shaved it at the sides. It was bright red. Right. You know, I was extremely skinny. Right. It was way too thin. But I'd just gone, right, I'm, I'm sick of this now. I'm not doing this R&B thing. You know, I need to <laughs> scream. Right. <laughs> Oh, like reinventing yourself almost. I reinvented myself, yeah. yeah. And it was the best time. In fact, they're some of the best songs I've ever written, I think. Right. And really, you know, that we've ever written, sorry. Um, but the lyrics and where the lyrics were coming from, they were totally, you know, anti this, anti that. Yeah. But with like this pop edge, they were great. Could you say so myself? <laughs> and so did that get put together into an album then? or did It, it did, yeah. but again, this sounds like a right soft story, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so there was me, um, drummer Chris Bussey, his brother um, Craig Bussey, and Danny Lambert was on bass. Yeah. But that was before, actually, no, that's before, because the label, hmm. you're going to cut most of this. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's supposed to be an hour, I was there for five hours. Um, <laughs> am I speeding forward here? After we'd written the songs, yeah. it was supposed to be Barry on guitar. Right. And then we got, I can't remember his name, um, we'll call him Bear. I, I'm sorry, but I, I can't remember. On bass, <laughs> he was great. Hmm. But they were older. Right. Right. So I'm the young one and I've got an older band. Take it to um, the labels because they were interested. That they knew about me, mm. so they and they loved it. But they said, "You cannot have those guys in the band. Right? They're too old. They were in their thirties. <sighs> it's a brutal business. It's isn't so it? brutal. I was like, what? I've written these songs with this guy who I absolutely adore, mm. and now you're telling me he can't be in the band because he's too old. It was really difficult. Yeah." Um, and at that time, um, we had Stereophonics manager, right. John Brand. So it was going well. Yeah. You know, it was hard. That is... It was so It's quite difficult. shocking, really, isn't it? When you, th you know, yes. all that work goes into it and the music and everything is yeah. is there. They like it, but it's the reality of the, the business, isn't it? It's yeah. not just about... It's the, so, it's the whole package, isn't it? It's so ugly. It yeah. can be really ugly, yeah. you know, it really, really can. Um, so I said, no. Right. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we spoke about it and he said, look, you've, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. So then that's when we got in um, Chris's brother and Danny um, on bass. Mm. Yeah. And so it did, they did, so that was a different, you basically got a different lineup to fit what they, yeah. they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It was really difficult because that's not what I wanted at all. Mm. You know, but it was great. We went on tour. We supported yeah. Terrorvision. Oh, yeah. Um, Wednesday 13. Um, I don't know if we supported Corn. I can't remember. Um, anyway, some some big metal bands. Right. And in me, they were big at the time. So we did that. Um, we were in the Kerrang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was an awful, awful um, article about us, which was about four lines. Right. Um, <laughs> is this one of the the review the, one of those legendary reviews? That yeah, is, so it wasn't an article. It was um, it was a it was a couple of words, right. um, and it basically said um, something along these lines. Um, 
as not as entertaining but something as i'll say entertaining though um not because it wasn't entertaining because they said it was great um the the charisma of a used tampon (laughs) this was Kerrang something it was very dark it was really really dark but for us that was great right (laughs) You know, it was really good because any, you know... You'd got in there. Y- yeah. In some, you know, however, yeah, we were still in Kerrang. Whatever, they, whatever <laughs> they'd written, they'd written something. And then we, we were in Kerrang, you know, yeah. um, a, a few times and some other some other music mag, mag and the, the reviews <laughs> definitely got better. But I just loved that one because at the time I was like, I don't care, yeah. you know. Um, but the same guy actually wrote a better review maybe a couple of m- months later. Right. But yeah. Um, you're getting pure honesty in this, are you doing? It's good. But this is, so that must have been, I mean, it's such a different change in style, isn't it? It was a ch- I needed it though. Yeah. I needed it. Why do you feel you needed it? Because I needed to get away from, I didn't know who I was anymore and what I was supposed to be doing. You know, I was, I was supposed to be this ballad singer. Hmm. And now all of a sudden you want me to do R&B and do all the dance routines and all this type of thing. That's not what I wanted to do. How did you um, find doing the dancing? Was that? <laughs> I had. <laughs> oh my god! I probably would have never told these stories um, years ago, but now I, you know, I don't hell? care. Yeah. Um, I went for this audition for Juice. Right. This girl band. Um, I don't know if they had any hits. I'm not quite sure. They might have had a few. I don't know. <laughs> um, but at the time they they were signed and they said it's an easy dance routine so I can move and I can do routines but the routine was unbelievable I couldn't (laughs) believe it what they were doing I was thinking are you having a laugh so I thought so inside I was actually really embarrassed I thought I know I can't do that yeah because it was literally like to left, up, down, slide, to the side, bam, 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 right. bam. <laughs> that sounds complicated to me. It was unbelievable, honestly. So some girls were doing it, but most of us weren't. Right. Because we were dancers, but we weren't that type of dance. You're talking yeah. about Madonna stuff here. Right. You know, they're dancers like Michael Jackson. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um. So me and this girl, well, a few girls, we were just boggling at the back. <laughs> We were just, and we were laughing, but we, honestly, but actually, this is before I went to um, Norway, actually, I remember, because Rocco was still there, my mm. manager at the time, and he said, Celine, it was so funny, because I got through straight away in the singing, right. you know, and they were talking to me about what's going to happen um, with the band, <laughs> they didn't tell anybody else, so they thought it was going to be me, right. you know, it was going to be in the band, then when it came to the dancing, and they were said, look, um, we're, we'd like to have you in the band, but there's a lot of work to do with the routine. Yeah. And then they slowed the routine down and I did the routine. Right. But all that other stuff, I, I'm i not that quick like that. I'm not a dancer like no. that, you know. Had they given you time or like no. any... Re- no, <laughs> just we were in a room. I think it was Pineapple it. Studios or something like that. Right. We were in this room and they were like, right, okay, this is the routine. And then, <laughs> Monica, and then I'm like, right, okay, I was ready. <coughs> I'm going to bust this. Fine. Great. First round over, voice done. Mm. Right. Okay. Let's dance. Um, and it was like, pow. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. Uh, uh, uh. Left to the, b- but, and then, but some girls were doing it. So that was the difference. Yeah. There were girls that could do it. Yeah. You know, so you could, if you can't do something, you can't do something. No. I you suppose know. you can't force that, can you? You can't force it, no. no. Slow it down, turtle speed. I'm, I'm there, babe. I'm there. I'm in it. I'm you doing it. You could have recorded the videos in slow motion I'd and love, it up. Now I would love to see it. I really, really would. Because it's part of my life. Yeah. Do you, you think know, that tape little... exists somewhere? I, I hope so. <laughs> my gosh. It's quite funny. Amazing. So how long did it last then doing the, you know, the sort of the metal? Oh yeah, the metal, Sweet Susie. Yeah. Well, what happened with that was um, Stereophonics manager, we got everything, we got the the logos, all that type of thing, went for um, the interviews with the labels. Mm. One particular label, which were quite interested, said we had to change nearly everything again. And they were the ones that were really biting. And I just just thought... What did they want you to change? They wanted to change um, how the band looked, make it a little bit um, less metal, make it more poppy. Right. When it was extremely poppy. 
you know, mm. it really, really was. Um, and we, we just, just, we couldn't see how we were going to do it. Mm. You know, then the other, the other side thought, right, let's make you a real metal band. You know, it's going to be great, like a mixed race fronted um, metal band. Mm. No, I don't want to do, I don't want to be in a metal band. I, no. This is what I've, what we've created. Yeah. It's a pop rock metal band mm. You know, yeah, and you've created it from Again, scratch. we've created it from, and you love it. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's, it's such a mad industry, isn't it? Yeah, you know? and it's crazy because all these things that you do, like this, that particular um, album, for instance, people are doing that now, mm. you know, because it was new. It mm. was something new. It's hard to create something new. Yeah. You know, and we had, and they were like, where do we put it? You know, where are we going to fit this? We need to change this again. It's just like, wow. Mm. You know, so we gigged a little bit more and then we just split up because we were fed up. Yeah. The whole band just split. Right. And what was the sort of straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back, if you like? Was there a single event that that made it all end or was it? I think it was Chris mainly. Um, I, I definitely could have continued w- without any of them, really. Mm. But I, I loved the band. That yeah. that was us, you know, and the label had kind of, the labels had destroyed it, really. Yeah. We're changing By it. By trying to manipulate it or, or mould it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm totally up for change, but yeah. it's like, where do you go? Even when we went back into the studio, trying to change little bits, it's just, you know, so they don't want the older guys who mm. are the guys who were really can play it. I mean, some of those parts, they were so intricate. Yeah. The guitar playing, he's a phenomenal guitar player, you know, and um, Craig's a great guitar player as well, but those, yeah to replicate that um it's it, it was it would be difficult live mm. i mean he did a good job but barry would have been yeah you know that that was it but wasn't to be yeah and so was it did you attempt to, to try and do it again you know with different people or did you just think no there's no way no no, no. it was yeah it was a, a sort of group thing that yeah yeah it, so was, it you... was a group thing. It really, really was because everybody brought a piece to it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Did so that... comfortable with this. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's like a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> did it feel like that was something that you wanted to carry on though? Like that, did you feel like that was a genre that you felt you could do something in? And did you try and do more? Or it, did you... it was, no, it was a genre that I, I really, really loved. But with that kind of music as well, you hit it when it's fresh. Hmm. You know, when it's. When it's re- when you when you're ready, it's like yeah, we're ready with it now. We needed a label to say yeah, we're going to take a chance on this. Let's just do it, mm. you know, not change the whole lineup and then try and put it completely metal or completely pop, mm. you know. So what happened after that? Mm. Soul music again. Yeah, you went back to yeah the first love almost like. instantly because um, I started writing again. I think I started writing with Pete. For some things. Right. Yeah. From the new Master Sounds. Yeah. Right. So were you getting offers that then just to go back into the sort of soul funk type stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. And then as well, I was still doing my um, recordings um, for other people, Mm. doing BVs, things like that. And I joined Barry um, writing for... um, TV and film, all okay. that type of thing. So yeah. we were building that up as well. So you've built that up as well. You built that up over the last few years. I started that with no many years ago. This was um, two thousand and seven, right? Eight, something like that. Me and Barry started. Yeah. And so yeah. is that like writing songs to order? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, like the first one was a Lynx advert. Okay. Um, so we wrote the songs for that, right? And then that didn't happen because you get pitches they say they're only going to send it to a couple of people but they send it to everybody and then (laughs) (laughs) do you still get paid for that or do you yeah yeah you get paid for your time to come up with the idea yeah it depends because if somebody wants me to write something Mm. then then no because we're doing that as a team but if somebody calls me to just vocal it then i get paid regardless but yeah so there's lots of things like that yeah pitches and does that is that like a a more sort of steady income, if you like, in terms of, you know, more steady type 
work for the in terms of writing music than yeah i love it yeah do you because i love writing music i yeah. don't care what it is pop rock reggae I, I just like writing yeah so I, yeah i like it Where do and you that's, do you, i still do that now do you do your writing in a specific place or is it just wherever it comes uh, yeah at home i do it at home yeah and what are the sort of inspirations for the songs then if if and if it's if it's if you can say what they are i mean is it where do they where do the ideas come from it depends what the product is mm. it just depends but then you could sing a lyric you could have a normal lyric and it could involve i don't know under pressure if you say you're under pressure that could be for anything mm. you know <laughs> it could be for a, an advert for a pressure cooker <laughs> uh, Whatever, you know, whatever. There's always lyrics that'll fit for something. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. about your own stuff, though? Are you still writing your own I'm, stuff? I'm always writing. Right. Yeah. And where I'm does the inspiration writing. come from that? For that? Are you still, I mean, and what sort Relationships, of... my daughter, yeah. life. Um, yeah. Living. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing. <laughs> your daughter's nearly three. That must... She's nearly three, yeah. yeah. I mean, as I said, my before we started recording, my son's the same age. It's, yeah. it's a game changer, isn't it? Having oh, a... it is. the best thing ever. <laughs> Wow, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is yeah. unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, how has it... That feeling. How has it changed, you know, your sort of relationship with your career, if you like? Because of my mum and dad, I've been able to do exactly what I want to do still. Mm. It's unbelievable. I mean, I have to travel north. I live in the south um, to take her to my to my mum and dad's, which can be hefty, mm. hefty work. But it's worth it because she's with family. Yeah. She's with her cousins and, you know. So they so look after her if they if do. If I'm, a, if I'm away for a long, you yeah. know, for like a week or two weeks, because I prefer that she's, you know, there. Mm. Yeah. And the odd occasion, she's got um, childcare mm. with the same person. So, yeah. Oh, if Francis is away, I'm here because I'm always working at home anyway. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And how's she doing? She's great. Uh, yeah. She's showing any musical. Uh... Oh, she's fantastic. My God, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Melodies, she hears it once and she'll sing. She can't say the words. Right. But even um, Gorgetta's when she was, I don't even think oh, yeah. she was one. Um, do, 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 go. Do, 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 <laughs> yeah. do, 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 go. Um, I'm just trying to think of the ending. That, do, do, do. You know yeah. the end of Gorgetta's? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't. I think it's Charlie Linton who sings that. Right. Anyway. Anyway, the ending is three stabs. Anyway, it goes ba ba ba. Yeah. And she went with her fingers like this. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, she's very good. Look at me, I'm getting excited about her now. Whatever she wants to do with her career is fine by me. Yeah. If she wants to sing or. Um, if she's made to be a psychiatrist, <laughs> yeah. if she if she showed like uh, that she, she wanted to do it later in life in terms of being a singer, would you encourage it or do you would you? I have to. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say necessarily encourage, but I would tell her about it and yeah. the pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm not going to say, oh yeah, you, this is what you should be doing yeah. and spend your life. Yeah. You know doing music yeah but yeah i guess you'd you're in a position to be able to tell her of the the good and the bad the good and so the bad yeah. yeah 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 and so yeah so what's i mean i know you said you've got the tours and stuff coming up this year but what's you know what's the future hold what where do you see it going have you got a plan for the next couple of years or and beyond i just work you know, and if things come in, that's, you know, that's great. Oh, actually, Mother Earth is starting up again. Right. And I'm going to be in that band. Okay. Yeah, we've just done some writing. Yeah, so we're recording this month. Oh, great. Yeah. Where are that's you doing with that? Matt, Matt Dayton, obviously, um, at Boogie Back Studios with Ernie McCon. Right. You know Ernie? From nope. Push. Okay. Crispin Taylor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So Mother Earth are coming back. <laughs> so the EP will be out hopefully this year. Great. And then we'll be touring with that as well. Okay. Yeah. So the opportunities keep coming. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And do you think that you, you will there be another reinvention, or do you think you'll settle for where you are now? <laughs> no, not a forty-one. I'm forty-one now. Right. I'm not saying that. I mean, that's not old at all. But for me to shave my hair and yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's actually. Hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> still, I still could do it. Yeah. I still could do it, but no, my my mind's not there anymore. No, no. no. But reinventing, you can always reinvent yourself. Yeah. Possibly. We'll see. <laughs> Me and Demetrius are still writing the second album. I don't know when that's going to be finished, right. but um, we're definitely getting there with it. Yeah. Just try to think if there's anything else. <laughs> well, final question for you then. And this is a question I ask everyone. Yeah. What are you really excited about now in terms of what you're listening to or watching or reading or anything like that, that you're sort of consuming? What are you, What music are you listening to now, for example? Oh, gosh, you know... Um, I'm going to tell you the truth. I cannot stop listening to Erasure. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. No I'm, not gonna, to I'm not going to apologise. They're amazing. Yeah. Erasure. Um, Why have you been so obsessed with them recently? I think it's just from the past. Yeah. I'm just listening to a lot of 80s things. Yeah. You know, and Erasure just came up and I've been playing them and I think they're fantastic. Savannah Song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not um, some... Well, it is trendy and cool. It depends yeah. what kind of well, it's funny, isn't it? You know, I mean, no, it's I'm, not I'm, anything soul or no. funk. I'm not going to lie and say, yeah, I'm listening to... It. No, I'm not. I'm listening to Erasure, all right? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because I'm the same age as you, pretty much. And it's, you know, a lot of the time I find myself listening to 80s stuff now, particularly because it, take, it almost, you know, there is something about it not taking you back, literally, but there's something about the feeling of listening to that music yeah. again that is very... It's taken to a place in time. Yeah. It is. It's a yeah. weird and it's thing, lo- isn't it? It's lovely. It's lovely. Because I remember when Erasure came out. I mean, I wasn't a particular... I wasn't a big fan of Erasure. Mm. But I remember I had the album. Mm. And I was playing it at a certain point in my life. I thought, oh, actually, I, I quite like this. Yeah. You know? And there's something... I, I, I don't know why... Other than I like listening to it, but yeah, I had it on before you arrived. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about like t- anything on, t- you know, any series, box set or I barely movie get or time to watch TV, honestly. No. And um, I'm not going to lie either. I love Coronation Street right. and I love Emmerdale. <laughs> They're the only things that I'll indulge, you know, where I'll indulge. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, is that, how long has that been a lifelong thing? Curry no, and it's been on and off. It's on and off. But Coronation Street is so funny. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> I'd love to be in Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked you, by the way, you, this, we're in yeah, Leighton Buzzard. Mm. Why, what brought you here in the first place? Well, I wanted to be a little bit nearer yeah. to um, my my folks yeah. for the distance, okay. distance oh, so you, wise. So you were in London, yeah. And it, so you wanted to move somewhere a bit closer to yeah, Yorkshire. and have more space. We yeah. wanted more space. I get you. You know, it's as simple as that. And how's really. the transition been from it's fine. London to here? It's only thirty-two minutes on the train. Is it right? Okay, yeah. It's you not know, far, is it? Takes longer to get from north to south. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so. It wasn't like uh, too big an upheaval moving from London. It feels felt like the right thing. It feels right. Yeah, definitely. A and nice it's just bizarre, peaceful. It's really peaceful. I mean, look at this. Yeah. And just sit and just write. Those big windows, especially when the sun beams through, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. You know? And at night time, it's just quiet. I sound really boring, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Coronation Street, Emmerdale. Oh, it's quiet. I mean... <laughs> I don't want the hustle and bustle anymore. <laughs> you still live in the rock and roll lifestyle sometimes, though. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. I'll have a Sprite occasionally. <laughs> the odd Budweiser. Do you, still, do you still avoid Budweiser oh, no, before I, you I don't pull? even like lager. I don't know why I drank it. Like, I like wine. Yeah. I haven't had a glass of wine in a while either. Do you still avoid it before performing, though? Or do you uh, not bother? Sometimes. <laughs> I might have one. Yeah. Or maybe a, a couple of sips. Yeah. If it's something new, never, mm. never, just in case. But yeah, if I've been doing something for, for forever, then yeah, I yeah. might have some. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. And what's the next gig? It's the next gig. Fantastics. Oh, yeah. The Fantastics, yeah. And where's that? Is and that that's in the... at Pizza Express. Is that in London? So, yeah. yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Manchester. Oh, of course you are, Yeah. yeah. So I've been to that Pizza Express though. Manchester. It's good in there, isn't it? It is. It's good. They have yeah. some some good artists down there. It's yeah. really good, and I love the Fantastics. I've been with them since two thousand eleven. Yeah. And they've got band. a new album coming out. We've got a new album coming out. Yeah. 
Well, good luck with the gig. Thank you. And with the album and everything else. Thank you very much. Thanks for talking to me, Celine. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> wow, hope you enjoyed that chat with Celine. I know I did. It was great to hear her stories. Great to hear some of the stuff that she's been involved in and some of the things that, uh, you know, the, the sliding doors moments in her career where things could have been uh, really different. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast in general. Uh, as I've mentioned before, there's a way now you can help to support the podcast if you like. Uh, that's through our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash creative forces pod. If you would like to contribute to help make the podcast possible, that would be fantastic. If not, don't worry about it. Continue to keep uh, enjoying the podcast. And uh, yeah, see you soon. <laughs>